Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician, a.k.a. The Stable Genius and Vocal Minority. And welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got a good show for you, all right? Here's what it's going to be. This is episode, I don't know, Danny, it's episode, I think, 358. I don't know about 371. You're giving me a little bit more credit than I deserve, but I'll take it. Check them on it, Jilly Dilly. Let me know what episode it is already. Big shout out to my man Strong Style, who is already there and popping it, making it happen, smashing that like button. I appreciate everybody. Here is what we are going to do in this show. I got to give you some news and notes. Remember on Tuesday when I talked about all the head coach openings? Well, imagine... Imagine this. The two that I thought were the least desirable, Miami and Cincy, are now the only two jobs that are still left available. I'm going to tell you about all the head coaching news, that sort of stuff, the news and notes as we move along as well. I am going to give you some DFS nuggets for what I consider the best weekend in football, the divisional round. I got some fantasy, I got some DFS nuggets that I really think are good. I've been testing them against other experts in the field, and they all like these picks as well. So I'm going to give them to you a little bit later on. I'm going to do a little bit on the latest and newest Super Bowl odds that are now up after Wild Card Weekend. If you want to shop for some value in the futures market, we'll talk about that as well. And then I got to tell you guys, I am very excited. Strong style, you're going to love this one, all right? I am very excited about this. We are going to put the fun in functional sports radio as we always do, okay? We are going to update you on speeds versus the kids, and that is how we are going to make our picks official for the divisional round games, it won't only be me. It'll be a unicorn in training. It'll be my lovely Goose and Tito God kids. We even got, honestly, we got kids of members of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. Names you know, people. We're talking about regulars of the Stats Overbeat Cypher. I want to thank you guys for sending me videos of your children picking the games. And boy, do they have some solid analysis. And we are going, uh, you know. We're going to get paid. Hey, Brian, I got some news for you, brother, man. In due time. In due time, okay? As we move along in the football season and after football's over, there's going to be some new schedules going on in this network, okay? And, uh, Brian, ask and you shall receive, my friend. Jilly Dilly, let them know. 
that, ah, there it is, episode 358. I love that he made that switch. And, yes, Speeds love the kids. We're going to get into that. But let's get it on and popping. By the way, I'm also going to let you guys call on in whenever it is y'all want, okay? Um, 347-767-6614. That's the number to call, 347-767-6614. We'll try and do those phone calls in the middle and in the third segment after I give you all the insight you need to win your leagues and win that Venmo? We'll see. All right. In any event, um, first thing I want to talk about, practice reports, okay? Hunter Henry is practicing, guys. All right? I don't think he's going to be a good DFS play per se. I think he's going to get about 20 snaps, but I think those are going to be critical situations. I think they're going to be third down situations, red zone situations, all right? So things, keep an eye out for him and his value add for the Chargers more than your fantasy lineup, okay? You also got Eric Ebron back. He's going to be practicing. Uh, was maybe just a little bit of a maintenance day earlier in the week. Even T.Y. is up and going, listen, this is week, what, 20 of the NFL season in essence, right? You know, when you talk about your 16 games, you talk about the one playoff game these guys have already played, you talk about maybe they collectively have played a grand total of two preseason games when you think about the action they've really played. This is like the 20th game these guys are playing in. Everybody is banged up. Okay, it's just a degree of like, how much are you banged up? And here's the other thing. Everybody is going to go, even Cole Beasley, that they are being very ginger and cautious with his ankle. He going to go. All right. It's going to be you need to be basically Alan Hearns to not go anymore in what is the most important week of football. So check out how those practice reports trend. We shall see other news and notes as we spin it forward. You know, some teams not in the playoffs anymore Jets tight end Chris Herndon who was a guy that I was giving out at the end of the season as a viable streamer was kind of ascending maybe into that back end tight end one territory yeah well he pled guilty to DWI that happened earlier in the year he is likely in my opinion going to face a suspension at the beginning of the 2019 season so if you are valuing him in dynasty leagues or if you're targeting him as like in essence where you were targeting a guy like David Njoku last year or something like that, keep an eye out. He, he's probably going to miss like two, three games, something like that. Although the NFL is very inconsistent with how they adjudicate discipline. So we shall see, right? Um, interestingly enough, there are two players that a lot of people think are going to be on the move. I'm talking about Antonio Brown. And I'm talking about Leonard Fournette. Things happen with them kind of in different directions when it relates to ownership. First off, Antonio Brown. Here's the news. Art Rooney, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, has just come out and said on a radio show today out in Pittsburgh that he does not, he is not going to cut Antonio Brown, but at the same time, he does not see Antonio Brown being with the team when they start training camp in the summer. Again, fanning the flames of this rumors that Antonio Brown may be on the move away from Pittsburgh. We'll see. I kind of think there's too many financial reasons to make it stick, to make him stick in Pittsburgh, but we'll see about that. On the flip side, reports came out that Leonard Fournette met with, you know, Khan and Marone and Coughlin and, like, the brain trust in Jacksonville to, quote-unquote, clear the air. Okay, now I don't know exactly what that means, but I think that they are going to try to find a way forward so that Leonard Fournette stays on the Jacksonville Jaguars next year. The question is, who will the quarterback of that team be? If you real deal stats overbeat Cypher with the fantasy freestyle and the spitting statistician, you know, I think their quarterback next year will be Joe Flacco. Um, Also, interesting news. uh, Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy uh, winner out of Oklahoma. Many of you know he was also the first-round draft pick of the Oakland A's and was supposed to report to training camp. What, pitches and catches are in, what, something like 29 days, something like that? 32 days, depending on the team? Well, now there's reports that he may, in fact, declare for the NFL draft. And there's a lot of, you know... 
a lot of different takes on this, right? Should you go ahead and play football, get more money, risk your brain, or toil in the minor leagues of minor league baseball for a little while? He had some like signing bonus. He had something like $5 million coming to him. I think the kid should play baseball. I think you should want to be able to form a coherent sentence when you're 55 years old if you have that option, right? But listen, he's a short quarterback, right? He's shorter than Russell Wilson. He's shorter than Baker Mayfield. He's shorter than Drew Brees. But what we have seen is that that spread offense, that Big 12-style offense is coming to the NFL. Baker Mayfield made it work. Patty Mahomes is making it work, you know, so maybe there would be a market. I know that in the first round right now, people think it's Dwayne Haskins, and that's about it. If Kyler Murray is there, he makes two first-round quarterbacks. So teams like the Giants at six, the Jaguars at seven, and any teams that want to leapfrog them now have more potential options at quarterback up at the top of the draft. But as I said, this is the best weekend in football. So I want to first um, mention a little note. The, you know, the New Orleans Saints get on it this week as they host the Philadelphia Eagles. Sean Payton, master motivator, apparently. Sean Payton walks into the locker room with the Lombardi Trophy stacked up against on $225,000 in cash. Eesh. And uh, he says, by the way, two twenty-five dollars is what the Saints' uh, Super Bowl bonus share would be if they do win the Super Bowl. Um, and he goes to them, he walks into the room with the trophy on top of $225,000 in cash. And he goes, y'all want this? Win three effing games. Now, that's the way I like to motivate grown men. It's not about eating W's and stuff like that. It's showing them the cash right in front of them, play, right in front of their face and being like, you want this? Go out and finish the job. And I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you Super Bowl odds. The Saints are right now the Super Bowl favorite at plus 250 okay they're gonna have two games in the dome if they win those all they do is go to another dome that they are very familiar with in atlanta they are in there every single year right and they would be there for the super bowl the saints are at plus 250 currently the odds on favorite to win the super bowl all right So here's what I want to do. I do want to talk a little bit about these coaching news and my reactions to them. Strong style, apparently. You're going Colts, Rams, Chargers, Saints. I'm going to let you know if you agree with the other guy who's in the chat room with you that we all know and love, my man JR Slobberknocker. We may have picks from uh, Candace. A little bit later on, Jeremy McMahon, Yatusa, make it pop off. Spark that ish, baby. All right. Um, These head coaching jobs. I don't like two of the most recent ones. You know, in the last 24 hours, we heard Adam Gaze to the Jets. We heard Vic Fangio to the Broncos. And we heard Freddie Kitchens staying there as a um, head coach now of Cleveland. I don't like two of them. I love one of them. I don't really like Vic Fangio to the Broncos. I've been telling you for the better part of a month since the regular season ended that what you need to do here is you need to get these offensive minds You know, that's where it is. I just don't like any of these defensive coaches being hired. Like, Fangio may be the only one, right? Kingsbury in Arizona, LaFleur up there in Green Bay, you know? So this is really like kind of the only defensive head coach that's going. I think they're a dying breed, to be quite honest. And the honest part is, you know, the Broncos already had a playoff caliber defense, an elite defense, a Super Bowl caliber defense. Why don't you just let that rock? What they need to do is find out another way to unlock Case Keenum again. You got good, young position skill player talent. Uh, you know, Lindsey, Freeman, Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton. What you need to do is make sure that you could, you know, 
elevate Case Keenum to a point where he can use these weapons in a little bit better of a way than whatever he did this year. Your defense is fine, right? So all I'm saying is Vic Fangio better find himself a rock-solid offensive coordinator. That's what it comes down to me. I would have liked to see them go more on the offensive side of the ball because they already got a good defense. I love what the Browns are doing. I love what the Browns are doing. The Browns have decided to, in essence, bet on themselves as an organization. You got Baker Mayfield who came on in feeling dangerous, right? Not giving a damn, right? Being fine staring down his former coach and looking at the other sidelines and stuff like that, right? I like what they're doing. Ever since... You know, Freddie Kitchens came, not came in, but became the OC and the play callers, right, after the debacle with Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Ever since then, the second half of the season, Baker Mayfield has been one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the NFL. Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens and Greg Williams, I guess, they won seven games this year. This is for a franchise that has won four games in the last three years combined. They knew they had something going, and they didn't want to upset it, so they let Freddie Kitchens stay. My problem with this is that they had to cut Greg Williams loose also. It was Greg Williams who had the interim tag, right? And Greg Williams was at the top of the food chain under this, you know, this seven-win season for much of it, right? I understand that you wanted to go with the offensive guy, Freddie Kitchens. I understand that it would have been weird to, after having Greg Williams be your interim head coach, all of a sudden have him be just the defensive coordinator reporting to the head coach, Freddie Kitchens. I understand that. Why not have a co-head coach? The Browns do crazy things anyway with their money ball schemes. If I would have told you five years ago that teams would be going for it on their own 40 on fourth and four all the time, you'd think I was crazy. If I would have told you five years ago that in Major League Baseball, multiple teams are just going to run out an opener to pitch for one inning, you would have thought I was crazy. If 15 years ago I would have told you that there will be dramatic shifts in Major League Baseball all over the place, you would have thought I was crazy. 20 years ago, if I would have told you in the NBA there'd be more three-pointer shots than twos, you'd think I'd be crazy. Why couldn't this work? You know, Kitchens as a first-time head coach, maybe he needed a guy like Greg Williams with that experience for some duties. I don't know. I just think they had a good thing going, and I'm a little bit upset, you know, that they wound up uh, casting Greg Williams aside. He will get a job, and he was a big part of what they did in the second half of the season, although I anticipate and I accept that Freddie Kitchens and Baker Mayfield is really the combination. And then that brings us to the New York Jets, who have hired Adam Gaze as their quarterback. As y'all know, stats overbeat Cypher. The spitting statistician is a Yankees fan, all right? He is, I mean, and a Jets fan. Okay, so I was all over this. I wanted Mike McCarthy. I was excited about the potential of Mike McCarthy, right? Bringing in an established guy to take his experience with Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff and go work with Sam Darnold. Get some respect. Get an established name out there. That's the way I wanted to go. If they didn't go that way, then it was all about these young up-and-coming kids, right? Todd Monken as the offensive coordinator over there in Tampa ascending. Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator over there in Kansas City. Some of these college guys, right? The Lincoln Rileys, the Matt Rules of the world, right? I would have been into those. To me, Adam Gaze is a retread. To me, Adam Gaze is a retread that tried and couldn't do it in the same division with Miami. He's supposed to be this quarterback whisperer. I don't think Ryan Tannehill really developed that much. I'll give you this, that the only season Tannehill was healthy, the Dolphins went, I think, 10-6 and and did make the playoffs, but he does not inspire me. This is a very uninspiring uh, move, in my opinion. We had uh, Mr. 
the other Martinez in the chat room on Tuesday telling me about his Dolphins and all this stuff. I wonder how he feels about t- uh, Gaze being the head coach now of the Jets. You know, I it, it just doesn't vibe for me. I will say this. He is described as an offensive mind, a quarterback whisperer, and I do think that's the thing they needed to do most. Yeah, Dexter, you're right. They need a coach to beat the Pats. Maybe that's true, right? And I guess Gaze has done that. But what they needed was this offensive mind, and he does check that box. But I do not like the stories I heard out of Miami at the end of this season that some of these guys didn't want to play for him, that they were quitting on him. He was churning and trying to set a culture, Jay Ajayi and Dominic and Sue. I get it, but I don't want him to come all into New York and think he's going to run the town. And I'm a little bit worried about that. You know, that's what it comes down to for me. Yep, you're right, G-Falls. Gotta love the Jets' commitment to mediocrity. You know, uh, we will see. We'll see if he learns anything from his experience in Miami. Hopefully, he can take Sam Darnold to the next step so that when he is, and you guys have heard me say this, so when he's a third or fourth-year quarterback and Tom Brady is walking away, it's go time for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Last thing I'll say about this, I want to give a tip of the cap to my man Bruce Arians. I told you he's down there at Tampa. He's going to have uh, former Jets head coach Todd Bowles as his defensive coordinator. He's going to have Byron Leftwich as his offensive coordinator, who he was grooming. He's going to let him call the plays. I'm going to tell you what I like. Not one, but two African-American coordinators he's hired and grooming them to potentially be head coaches. B.A., Always down with the people. When we come back, we talk about DFS nuggets. Let's win a little bit of extra cash in the divisional round. Come on back. It's Fantasy Freestyle. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? That's what it is. Fantasy Freestyle right here with your boy Dane Martinez, the spitting statistician, holding you down on a Thursday evening as we head into the best weekend in football, in my opinion. You got two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, and the big boys are back at it again. By the way, yo, listen to my man Strong Style over there. Smash that like button. Let's get it up over the next segment. Stephen Cormier, a lot of people asking about Kyler Murray for the Broncos. Stephen, I mean, maybe. Here's the one thing that I'm iffy on about Kyler Murray. Dude is even shorter than Baker. Dude is even shorter than Russell Wilson. Dude is even shorter than Drew Brees, right? And, like, he's a dynamic talent. Don't get me wrong about that. I I don't know that it's going to play. Like, Baker was a special individual. I don't know that I'm on the Kyler Murray train. You know, he, he might be one of those guys that were great in college, that don't translate to the NFL. I, w- I would rather Dwayne Haskins. I think he's got that NFL body. I've seen him be accurate in the Big Ten, which is a little bit different than the Big 12 still. So, like, I think he could be good, but I don't know if he's, like, the guy I would be targeting that's out there for Steven and others. Uh, yeah, I got you, JR. Don't sweat that, baby. We are, however, though, Jim, 
we are going to talk a little bit of DFS right now because I want everybody to win their leagues and win that cash. And everybody's already won their league. Stats over beats Cypher. Yo, we won titles left and right. Dilly dilly to everybody. If you don't believe me, check my Twitter timeline at Spittin' Speeds. And by the way, I got a poll question up as well. My question for you is which team that won last weekend on Wild Card Weekend has the best chance to pull the upset? All right, because they are all underdogs, all the winning teams. Is it the Dallas Cowboys? Is it the Los Angeles Chargers? Is it the Indianapolis Colts? Or is it the Philadelphia Eagles? Thanks to the hundreds of people who have already voted. Um, I'll let you guys know uh, at the end of the show after we give out my picks. And we give out some kids' picks as well. I'm very excited about that. Hey, Jim Ross, get your homegirl Candace ready to listen. She's going to be on air in about 20 minutes. All right, here's what we're going to do. I got to give you some DFS nuggets, guys, because... I think there's some value here. I I really, really do. Okay? The one thing I will say as a precursor to all of this, there is supposed to be some snow in New England on Sunday. All right? That's what I'm hearing right now. But we're 48, 72 hours away, right? 72 hours away, right? So we can't be entirely sure. There's supposed to be some snow and nastiness out there in Foxborough. And... You got to account for that. And so from now until then, if it looks like it's going to be bright-eyed blue skies, right, then, A, adjust in kind, right? But if it's going to be snowing and stuff, you know, you just have to take that into consideration. And I don't speak to you guys from now until then, so I do have to make that point. I'm going to tell you this. I like Marlon Mack this week. I like Marlon Mack as a running back this week. He is at 7,300 on FanDuel. All right. Listen, Marlon Mack has been a beast recently for the Indianapolis Colts. And it's more than just that. It's the amount of touches he's getting. Three of the last four games, 24 carries, 25 carries, 27 carries against Dallas in the middle of December. Okay. They are feeding him the rock. I like that. You know what else I like about Marlon Mack at 7,300 this weekend? I like that the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, have the 31st defense ranked defense in the NFL. I like that the Kansas City Chiefs are giving up five yards a carry. That means Marlon Mack. You know what else I like about Marlon Mack? I like the fact that I think the Colts are going to try to keep Patty Mahomes on the sideline. What does that mean? That means time of possession. That means trying to not give the Chiefs the ball. That means running the ball with... Marlon Mack behind that offensive line that has only let Andrew Luck get sacked 18 times all season. Did not get sacked last week against the Houston Texans. They're starting to block for Marlon Mack as well. I know. Listen, guys, I know that this week all the big boys are there, right? So you got Todd Gurley as an option. You got Zeke Elliott as an option. You got Alvin Kamara as an option. Let me tell you, if you can't expect... If you can't afford some of those guys and you need to go one level down, Marlon Mack is the place to go. You heard? Cool. So here's the thing. Y'all want to talk. Listen, if you want to put Todd Gurley in your lineup, I, I'm not going to say that's stupid. You want to put Zeke Elliott in your lineup, I, I think he's probably going to touch the ball 30 times also. So I understand all that. I'm giving you nuggets of guys that you want to play maybe a little bit lower, maybe a little contrarian, right? Here's another guy I like. You go to that... Philly New Orleans game at the end of the uh, weekend, right? Give me some Darren Sproles, tiny Darren, scoring all the tiny touchdowns, all the tiny time. Give me Darren Sproles at only 5,400 on FanDuel. That is cheaper than Wendell Smallwood, I believe. 
Okay, as I look, yeah, Darren Sproles is going for cheaper than Wendell Smallwood. Last weekend, Darren Sproles, 15 touches. Last weekend, Wendell Smallwood, I think it was 12, maybe it was even down to 10. Josh Adams, 1. Everybody in their right mind, everybody that I've heard so far, worth their salt. Maybe not some of the kids, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. Everyone's picking the Saints. You know, the Saints are something like a eight-point favorite, I believe. Right now, they are an eight-point favorite. If you believe in that, then you got to think the game flow is that Philly's going to be down. What running back do you expect to be on the field for the majority of the game if the Eagles are down? It's Darren M.F. Sproles. That's who. And if I can get him at, what is it, 5,400, I believe it is, 5,400 on FanDuel, I think that's viable, okay? He's going to catch five, six balls out of the backfield. He's going to get 12 carries. They have no problem running him in between the tackles. I think this is a value, especially as as most people think, if they're down, you know, I don't know, if they're down 24 to 13 in the third quarter, it's going to be Darren Sproles on the field. All right, so that's an interesting volume play if you want to go a little bit lower. Here's another thing I think is interesting this week. You got four tight ends. That are, you know, over $6,000, let's say. You know who they are. You got Travis Kelsey. Cool. What am I going to do, tell you that's a bad play? No. You got Zach Ertz. This is a man who set the NFL record for receptions by a tight end this season, right? So I'm not going to tell you that's a bad play. You got Eric Ebron. At 6,600, all this dude has done is, like, catch touchdowns left and right. He's got, like, 13 touchdowns. On the season, and like I said, you know, I think they're going to have to go back and forth with these Colts, right, Um, with the Chiefs. So, yeah, Eric Ebron, I'm with that. You know what I think is interesting, though? The fourth tight end on FanDuel. The fourth tight end at $6,200 is Rob Gronkowski. Now, I know that Rob Gronkowski has been a shell of his former self. Now, I know. That the man is probably going to need like a fourth back surgery. I know. That if you ask me, I'm sorry, Jim Ross. There's a greater than 50% chance that whenever the Patriots lose, Gronk has played his last game in the NFL. However, they had a bye, right? And there's no Josh Gordon anymore, right? So I think this may be the game where we see like Gronk summon it all up and give that one last... Herculean effort, you know, I mean, he's as rested as he's going to be after the bye, you know, this is as high leverage of a game as we're going to see, the Chargers, their opponent has that pass rush, they have that secondary, maybe Derwin James is going to be on him, right, and shadowing Gronk, which would be a problem, but there's also a chance that you see Derwin James up, Derwin James up in the box supporting the run. There's also a chance you see Derwin James looking at James White out of the backfield, right? I think this is as good a chance as any to put a little bit of Gronk in your lineups and hope that this is the week that they've been saving him for, that he's been resting up because now they need him. And in the snow, if Brady ain't going to be throwing it downfield, maybe he looks to Gronk a lot. That's the narrative I'm on. And here's the other thing. You're never going to get Rob Gronkowski as the fourth most expensive tight end. Out of eight teams that are playing, he is the fourth most expensive tight end. So I think Gronk is definitely viable as your tight end play. 
All right, so I wanted to give you that. I wanted to give you Marlon Mack I like. I wanted to give you Gronk I like. Darren Sproles I like. Let me give you one more nugget. And by the way, why are we only up to 12 likes, guys? You're right, JR. He did rest almost all season, right? But at the same time, like, when's it going to happen? You know, I believe this is the Gronk game. That's what I'm saying. I believe, like, this might be his last, you know, Jim Ross, you know this better than anybody. Candace, you probably know this as well. This very well might be the last game Gronk ever plays at Gillette Stadium, right? And if that's at least possible, I, I, I really think they might give him, uh, you know, I think they might give him a nice little uh, 10 targets, two touchdowns on the way out. And you want to take advantage of that. Here's the last thing I'm going to give you. And then we're going to go to some of the, uh, we'll go to the phone lines. Again, the number to call if you want to get down. I don't care if you're Candace. I don't care. Strong style. Whoever you want. If you want to get down, the number to call is 347-767-6614. Here's one other guy I like in DFS this week. And I'm going to have him in every single lineup. And I'm going to tell you, it's someone who is at the minimum price. I have no idea how this guy is at the minimum price. I look at the Saints game. I look at the Saints-Eagles game, right? I look at the wide receivers. You talk about how you like Drew Brees in the Dome all the time, right? And I got Drew Brees, and I got Michael Thomas in my lineup already, right? I like Brees. I like Thomas. I like that stacking them up. I think the, I think the Saints are going to dump truck Philly. I think the Nick Foles magic comes to an end, generally speaking. Uh, we could let that cat out of the bag. I'm on the Saints this week, all right? Stand up, get crunk. Who that? You know what it is. Um, but I look at the wide receivers of the Saints, and you got Michael Thomas at 8400 The next most expensive Saints wide receiver is Traquan Smith at 5300 I don't think he's the number two for the Saints. Next, Keith Kirkwood at 4900 I don't think he's the number two for the Saints. Next, Austin Carr at 4700 I don't think he's the number two for the Saints. Tommy Lee Lewis at 4600 I don't think he's the number two for the Saints. If you are real deal with the fantasy freestyle, if you've been with us for over like a year or two, Jim Ross, Strong Style, Jilly Dilly and the crew, you know what I'm talking about. We had something here on set all last year. What was his name? That's who I'm talking about. I think Ted Ginn Jr. at 4,500 on FanDuel is a no-nonsense, great contrarian play in tournaments this week, okay? I think he is the number two wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. He came back from injury, I think it was week 16. I'm going to check it out right now. And he was performing as the number two wide receiver for New Orleans. You add to that that the Philadelphia Eagles are 30th in the NFL against the pass? Yes. Okay, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It was week 16. He comes back. He has eight targets. He goes five for 74. Ted Ginn, telling you right now, I think he's going to get behind this Philadelphia secondary for a big play, and that's going to be part of the Saints thumping of the Eagles this week when they win something like 38-14. to One of those touchdowns is going to be Ted Ginn Jr. Get him in your lineups at only 4,500. I think uh, there was a little bit of value in that one, shall we say. You know, Strong Style is talking about how the Chargers-Pats will be a run game. I was talking to Davis Maddock, who's, re- uh, who's joining our team over at Roto Experts, and he was saying some of the same things. He was, he was the one who told me about the weather reports potentially there. He was the one who told me, yeah, he likes the run game there as well. Um, he was talking about how he likes Sony Michelle and Melvin Gordon as kind of pivots off of these big-time backs, right? 
I think that's interesting. Um, I still think James White will be the back that scores more points than Sony Michelle. I think he's where your bread is buttered, if you want to know the truth on that. But we shall see. Hey, we got the phone lines open, and we got a call, so I want to do that right now. Danny, we got Liz and Callie, it looks like, right? Let's get Liz and Callie, Stats Over Beat Cypher, represent, represent. Off season, it's playoff Stats Over Beat Cypher. What's up, Liz? Hey, Steve. How's it going? It's going well. How are you feeling? Happy New Year to you, Liz. Happy New Year. I just called to, to tell you thank you so much. I actually won my fantasy league. Yes. Um, I tried to call you the morning of, but right. I couldn't get through for some reason. Oh, I'm really know. sorry about that. I don't know what was going on, Liz. But I am so glad because I remember you called. We had some sit-start situations and some questions for your championship, right? So you went ahead and won your league and won that cash? That's correct. All thanks to the cipher. Hey, that's what's up. That's what I like to hear. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz, for calling in. Um, it's not all because of the cipher. It's also because you, Liz, took the information and the analysis and the opinions and the thoughts that the Sats Overbeat Cipher and the Fantasy Sports Network gave you, and then you made your own decisions, and those decisions were a championship manager. Uh, dilly dilly for that, Liz. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I also wanted to say um, thank you for teaching me how to fish and not just handing me the that's fish. Right. That's right. That's what we do, Liz. You know, hey, But do me a favor, though, Liz. If you know how to fish, you still got to get it tuned with the fantasy freestyle. You can't abandon me. You know what I'm saying? You can't of be like, all right, he taught me, but now I don't need him anymore. Keep on coming back so you can win another championship and go back to back, all right? That's right. That's, that's right. I really appreciate it, Liz. Thank you so much for the call. Um, that's what we like to hear. That's what we're talking about, guys. Stats over beat Cypher continuing to win their championships. Liz and Callie, so many of y'all hit me up on social media with you know screenshots of you guys winning your championship. So many people hit me up on Patreon talking about winning your championship. And I thoroughly, thoroughly, um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, um, for sure. Yes, Henry, it was Ted Finn, but I'm talking about Ted Ginn Jr. I like him a lot as a DFS play this week at the bargain basement minimum of 4,500. You want to get him in your lineups. All right, I told you about updated Super Bowl odds. The Saints are the favorite at plus, two four, uh, plus 250. Chiefs and Rams at plus 400. Pats at plus 550. Chargers plus 900, Colts plus 12, Eagles plus 14, Cowboys plus 1,800. All right, if you want to go, here's, here's what I'm going to say, what you could do right now. Here's what you could do right now, all right? If you feel strongly about the Rams or the Saints, bet them right now. Because their prices are only going lower. Their prices are only going to go down. So if you feel strongly about the Saints or the Rams, bet them now. Because if they both advance, which I personally think they both will, um, then those prices are going to get a lot shorter. All right? So that's what I would say. This is a very good week to make that futures bet. All right? Because once you're down to four, they're all going to be really short odds. No one's going to be more than like plus 600 after as we get into the championship game. I will tell you this. I really like, and we'll, we'll, I'm kind of teasing my picks at the same time. These two AFC underdogs, the Colts and the Chargers, at plus 900 and plus 1,200, that would be a very interesting spot to go if you ask me. And the poll seems to back that up. I'm asking you guys which team that won in wildcard weekend has the best chance to pull an upset this weekend. Right now, 43% of you say the Los Angeles Chargers. You know I've been on the Chargers all season long. We'll see if I pick them this week. And then second, 
is at 29% the Indianapolis Colts, right? So only 14% say the Dallas Cowboys, only 14% say the Philadelphia Eagles. Thanks again to everybody who was voting in on that poll. We're about to head to a commercial break in a hot second, right? But I do want to say this. Shout out to Clayton Trahan. Always responds to the polls and says the Chargers was the last one they wanted to see as New England because, you know, he's a New England fan. Wouldn't mind seeing Rivers get a Super Bowl before he retires. Just don't want it to come at the expense of knocking out their Patriots. Do I think the Patriots survive in advance or do Phillip Rivers and the Chargers continue on? I'll let you know on the other side of the break. Kids pick the games too. Come on back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back. Fantasy Freestyle Stats Over Beat Cypher with the Spitting Statistician. Fantasy Freestyle coming to you live and direct. Everybody, how about we smash that like button? Jim Ross is saying, Jason Kelsey brought the Lombardi Trophy in with a 1,000 Swiss rolls and said, if you want these, win three more games to the O-line. All right, Jilly Dilly said it was the same thing. All right, that's what's up. Yeah, you're right, Jim Ross. You down with OPP? It is a great song, man. Yo, Naughty by Nature. Under, uh, under-respected. That album... That had, like, uh, Hip Hop Hooray, Uptown Anthem, Everything's Gonna Be Alright. That's good stuff right here. The Stats Overbeat Cypher knows what I'm talking about. Harmony, harmony. That's what's up. All right, check this out. All right, this is, yo, if you've been with the Spitting Statistician for a couple of years, and I know many of you have, I am humbled by the fact that you have. By the way, guys, by the way, guys, FSTA Award nominations uh, finalists came out in the Spitting Statistician. With uh, Roto Experts in the Morning and my man, the King, Scott Angle. We are up for best radio show in the industry, Roto Experts in the Morning. Uh, the FSWA Awards, you know, when you see that behind me where Fantasy Freestyle was a finalist for best radio show. Those are going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks as well. So maybe the spitting statistician can keep it going and continue to be critically acclaimed. You know what I'm talking about? But in any event. Yo, you're right, Snorkel Ops. Let's get a little bit of that in there. You're absolutely right. And then Strong Style, and then they came out with that, like, that Feel Me Flow album after it. Like, here we go now, holler if you hear me, though, come on, feel. And, and, and the video for that, they're like snowboarding or something. That's another topic for another day. All right, Speeds versus the Kids. Here's what we're doing. All right, I am so excited about this. Danny Otto, Venmo Brian. By the way, I'm calling him Venmo Brian now, and I'll tell you why a little bit later on if you didn't hear Tuesday's show. Hey, Venmo Brian and uh, Danny Otto, you down there with me? We are. All right, cool. So first of all, Danny, I have a question we got to adjudicate, and I'd like everybody in the chat room, I want to know how y'all feel about this. There are two people in Speeds vs. the Kids 
who I have their picks, but I did not have audio or video proof of their picks. And Danny Otto is one of them. Danny told me that last week that he had the Colts, the Rams, the Chargers. Oh, excuse me, that he had the Colts. Uh, he had Seattle, who was their only his, his loss. And then he had the Chargers and that he had the Eagles. I don't know if I believe him. Stats over beat Cypher. Should we take Danny Otto at his word? And give him three and one for last week. That's my first question for you. Because I also, I got another kid. All right. Wow. I got Zoe. You know Zoe. Zoe was one of the kids that picked last year. Her dad, Matt, texted me and was like, yo, Zoe's picking boom, 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 and boom. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Really? And then he's also like, oh, by the way, Zoe changed her pick from Houston to Indy. Really? So, Danny, what do you think about that? First, we'll talk about Zoe. I got the picks just from dad. No audio of Zoe, no video of Zoe, just a text from dad. Does that count? Can we validate that? Can we trust that, Danny? Well, that's he did send them to me before the games okay, kicked so off. He said that, that was going to be my first question was whether he sent it before or Before not. the games kicked off. Even when he said, oh, I'm switched. she switched Houston to Indy, that was before kickoff of the game. You going to go with it? Uh, I mean... It's suspect, but at the same time, it's like... Yeah, but you're suspect, too. I know. That's why. <laughs> that's I, what I'm saying. You better be careful how you say it, right? Um, Here's what I want to do. I want to give you guys both the three and one, but put an asterisk on it. This way, because I'm three and one also, but I'm a legit three and one. I put it up there on my video for everybody to see. I put my picks out there, right? So everyone knows who I picked. Well, here's the thing. Go ahead. I mean, you never asked me. Fair. Ahead of time. I was in, I was in the West Coast. <laughs> I mean, I was on the West Coast. There's such vacation. thing as a, a text message. I could have sent you a video. I'm trying to get you involved, bro. I'm trying to get you involved. So you are three and one with an asterisk. All right, Danny? <laughs> Fair enough. And Danny, because I'm giving you the asterisk, I'll let you pick the Saints, all right? So you're going with the Colts, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Saints. Is that correct? Correct. All right. We got a number of kids involved here. We got Michaela. We got my man Dylan, a.k.a. Tito. We got Audrey, a.k.a. Goose. Big shout-out to Derek Davis, who sent me a video of his three-year-old son picking the games. And big shout-out to Jim Ross. Uh, stats over beat Cypher, 100%. Uh, Jim Ross sent me video of his lovely daughter, Candace. Although, hey, Jim Ross, next time, can she not be wearing a Boston Red Sox shirt? That was a little bit like I saw it, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. But she's rocking a Boston Red Sox shirt. There was a problem for me, Jim Ross. You know I love you and all, but come on, man. What are you trying to stick it to me like that? After you beat me in the playoffs, you got to twist the knife, bro? Come on. All right, but in any event, so here's what I'm going to do. Um, first game. First game of the weekend is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Venmo Bryan or Danny, who do we have? What kid do we have picking this game? We have Michaela. We've got Michaela's pick. Michaela's pick for the Chiefs and the Colts. Let's play it. Who does she like? Okay, hello. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, James. My name's Michaela. And Michaela. I'm tell you my pick. First up, we have Kansas City Chiefs versus Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Why? Because I like horses. Okay. That's valid. She likes horses. Colts are apparently baby horses, right? Apparently. And, uh... She's riding with the Colts. That's solid analysis. Hey, Venmo Bryan, do we have any other picks for this game? I think that's the only one. All right, no problem. So, uh, hey, Venmo Bryan, who are you picking for this game, brother? 
Colts. You're on the Colts. Wow. A lot of people seem to be on the Colts despite the fact that the Chiefs are at home and everyone loves Patty Mahomes and that five-point spread. The, the Chiefs are five-point favorites. Um, I, too, am taking the Indianapolis Colts. Your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, is officially picking the Indianapolis Colts to go into Arrowhead and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me tell you why. And I mentioned a lot of it when I talked about the Marlon Mack DFS play. Chiefs are 3-3 three and three in their last six games. Two of those three were to the Oakland Raiders. The other one win was in overtime against Baltimore, right? They've lost to good teams, even teams that came in there. They lost to the Chargers who came in there. They lost to Seattle, right? Um, so I think they're right for the picking. I think the Chiefs are a different team without Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Damian Williams is good. He's, he adds a little something different. He's a little dynamic. He's got a lot of speed. Y'all know I was on him on that Thursday night football game. I gave that one to you cold, right? But I think this is a different team. I think the Colts' defense is underrated, and I think Andrew Luck and Frank Reich have something going right now. The Colts have won 10 of their last 11, I believe, and the Chiefs have won 3-3 three and three in their last six. I know Andy Reid is great with an extra week of prep coming off the bye. I know the Chiefs at home are good. I know Patty Mahomes is amazing, right? I, too, am taking the Indianapolis Colts to win. I think they win outright. I think the Colts are very dangerous. I've been telling you guys for about a month and a half I've thought that, and I'm, I've been giving you the Colts as a streaming defense all season long. Give me the Indianapolis Colts as my outright pick. I'm picking an upset in the AFC. Speeds versus the kids. All right, next game on Saturday night, we got the Los Angeles Rams and we got the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Venmo Brian. Hey, Danny Otto. Who do we have picking this game? We have Audrey. Audrey. Audrey, also known as Goose. This is my goddaughter, okay? I love her to death, but she don't know a damn thing about football because her dad doesn't let her watch football because he's worried about like all that brain stuff and his outlawed football in his house. So Audrey don't know Jack. Let's see who Audrey likes in this next game. Play it. Second matchup. Dallas Cowboys versus the L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams because they can ram the other team. And they have horns. Okay. No doubt. The Rams because they have horns. Listen, hey, Venmo Brian, can I get you on air, brother man? Yo. So how do you feel about that? Audrey picked the Rams because they have horns. They're going to take out your Cowboys on Saturday night. What do you say? Well, I can't disagree because that's a fact. But <laughs> That's right. You cannot disagree with solid analysis like that. The Rams do have horns, therefore they win. No, Brian? I guess so. Who are you taking in that game, bro? Cowboys, who do you think? Outright or with the points? If it's over a touchdown, I'll go money line. If it's under, I'll take the points. It is. It is. It is. It's uh, seven and a half right now. Money line. Money line. You can get the Dallas Cowboys right now at plus 260. If you got $100, you can turn it into $360 real quick if you got the stones to bet that Cowboys money line. But uh, Audrey is not with you, Brian. How does it feel to be betting against Audrey? Last year, Audrey went something like six and five in the playoffs, yo. Hurts a little bit, but I'll right. by myself. What if I tell you that um, you're also against the spitting statistician? I, too, am taking the Rams. I think the Rams. Listen, I think the Cowboys could keep it close if they give Zeke the ball like we've talked about before, Brian. If they give the Zeke the ball like 35 times and try to do the time of possession thing, try to limit the possessions of the Rams, you know, maybe if Vander Esch can, like, 
re-aggravate that girly injury. I think they got a shot, but I don't think so, bro. Give me the Rams. I would even take the Rams to cover the 7.5 if you want to know the truth, but give me the Los Angeles Rams, my official pick for the Saturday night game. I'm riding with Audrey, all right? That's what it goes down to. I want to also tell you I am also riding. Most of these kids are picking the Rams. Michaela picked the Rams. Our boy Danny Otto down there picked the Rams. Dylan picked the Rams. We heard Audrey picked the Rams. Derek Davis picked the Rams. I think the homegirl Candace, JR's daughter, is the only one who picked the Cowboys. Um, so do we have something from Candace, uh, Brian? Uh, yeah. What, what game does Candace pick? Patriots? Yeah. Listen... Candace, you know, Jim Ross, I love you, JR, sent me the video of his lovely daughter, Candace, picking the games, and she's rocking a Boston Red Sox sh- shirt. So I think we know who she's going to pick when it comes to the Pats and the Chargers. Let's get Candace and JR's pick. I hope JR didn't feed it to her, but I think she did this one on her own. Let's see it. On Sunday is the LA Chargers versus the New England Patriots. Patriots, because. My grandfather likes him, and Tom Brady is the best. Alrighty, and the best game of the week. That's solid analysis right there, Jim Ross. That's solid analysis that Candace is bringing me, telling me Tom Brady is the best. What, what do I say to that? You know what I'm saying, Jim? What do I say to that? Your daughter's talking about how Tom Brady's the best. Cool. Um, we'll let that one lie for right now. But here's the thing, JR. I know you're out there. Um... She said she takes the Pats because her mom and dad likes the Pats. What if she turned around and in, you know, 10 years, JR is like, you know what? Forget mom and dad. I'm going to be a Jets fan. How would you feel about that, JR? Would you let her out the house in a Jets shirt? That's my question. Um, hey, uh, Venmo Brian uh, or Danny Otto, who are you guys picking? Chargers, Patriots? Chargers. All right. All right. Yep. He's on the Chargers. Here's the thing, guys. I'm staying with that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Stats over beat Cypher. Who did I say was going to be in the Super Bowl back in August? I said the Chargers would be, right? All year long, I've been telling you how much I love the Chargers. All year long, I've been talking about, yo, the Chargers are built for this. All year long, I've been talking about Melvin Ingram and Joey Boza. All year long, I've been telling you about the era of good feelings, and how it's okay for them to be on the road because they don't have home field advantage anyway. And there's so many reasons to pick the Chargers. There were so many reasons to pick the Chargers. But I can't do it, guys. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I can't do it. I want to do it. I want to do it so bad. Trust me, I want to do it. There's so many reasons why I want to pick the Chargers, okay? Because quite frankly, I want to be right. So call it a little bit of reverse psychology. Call it the fact that I think I got a chance to, you know, get a game on these kids if you want to know the truth. I hate myself for doing it. I can barely look myself in the mirror doing this. But my official pick for this game is the New England Patriots. Let's move on. (laughs) You know, I think I'm kind of hedging my bet, guys. I know I am. I'm kind of hedging my bet. Um, I love these Chargers, man. So one thing's going to happen. Either I'm going to get this pick right and get a game on these kids, or my AFC champion pick will be in the AFC championship game. I know I'm hedging right here. Give me the Chargers plus the four. 
But the thing is, you just don't make money betting against Tom Brady, betting against Bill Belichick in Foxborough in this round. This is like straight-up sacrificial lamb status. You know what I mean? Like Clayton Trahan saying that the Chargers were the bas- a bad matchup for the Pats. I think the Pats are a bad matchup for the Chargers. I would take the Chargers in Kansas City. I'd take them against Indy. I'd take them against Houston. I'd take them against anybody else in the AFC except for at New England again at 1 o'clock. Y'all know I love the Chargers. But I'm officially picking the New England Patriots for this weekend. Fourth game. Fourth game up. You're right, Jim. Maybe not a game on Candace. We shall see. Just to make it official, though, Candace's picks. All right, she sent the Colts, who I agree with. The Cowboys, that's where I'm going to get the game on Candace, JR. I got the Rams. She's on the Patriots. I'm going to be with her, although, ugh, I like throw up in my mouth when I say it. And then she's on the Saints. Um, Venmo Brian, who do we have making a pick on Saints-Eagles? We have Dylan. Ah, Dylan. That's it. That's my boy, Dylan, a.k.a. Tito. Let's hear who he's picking. Saints-Eagles. I like his analysis on this one. Who's he got? Philadelphia Eagles versus the New Orleans Saints. Philadelphia Eagles because the... Eagles represent the United States, and I like that. That's what's up. That is solid analysis right there. My man Dylan, a.k.a. Tito, is picking the Philadelphia Eagles. Why? Not because they're the defending Super Bowl champions. Not because Nick Foles is maybe on another big run. Not because he likes, you know, know, Zach Ertz setting records for tight ends. Why? Because the Eagles represent America. That's what I'm talking about, right? Um, Sorry, though, Dylan. I'm picking against you. I'm taking the New Orleans Saints, bro. I think they are going to get boat raced. I like the Saints in the Dome. I don't think anybody is going in there and beating the New Orleans Saints in the Dome. So the Saints are my pick. So big shout-out to Michaela, who went 2-2 last week. Danny Otto, 3-1. Big shout-out to Dylan, Audrey, Derek Davis, his 3-year-old son, who made a pick. Um, he's on the Chiefs, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Eagles, Philly, Philly, and Candace, who's on the Colts, the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the Saints. Hey, Venmo Brian, remember when we were talking about using cash and whatnot on yep. Tuesday? Yeah. I have been asking everybody, young, old, male, female, it seems like most people are like you, man, and they ain't carrying cash around, and if they are, it's like 10 bucks or less. So let me ask you something, Brian. When you go to a store and there's a $10 minimum for the credit card, what do you do? Uh, try to spend ten dollars. You spend more. You spend more to get it over the limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And then, so here's the thing. And I want to leave everybody with this. I only got a minute left. Big shout out to everybody. Big shout out to the Stats Overbeat Cipher. We'll talk next week about uh, breaking down these and going into Championship Sunday. I'm on the subway, literally, Brian. The next morning, right? Yeah. And you know, sometimes you got people like singing in the subway or playing instruments, and you, you know, you throw them a little bit of change, right? You give them a dollar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Danny Otto, put up on the screen what this guy had. This guy is playing at 181st Street in Washington Heights. That's where I live, by the way. See me uptown. And he's got his Venmo handle there, right there. So if you don't have any cash, it don't matter. Just Venmo him. Yo, Venmo Brian, that's now your new name. You are officially Venmo Brian. I am Speeds, the spitting statistician, stable genius, and vocal minority. Thanks. That's another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle. We'll see if I do better than the kids. We'll talk again next week on Tuesday. Peace.